The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to this episode of the Save Them podcast. This is a, an episode where I, I just kind of wanted to do a little stream of consciousness here. Uh, I am in the car, and I'm on my way, and I'll only release this after the fact, obviously, um, but we've, we've received a tip-off that there are many children that are due to be sacrificed as part of the occult high holidays, and so... We are going to, first of all, verify the lead, and then if the lead checks out, we are going to intercept this process and disrupt the works of the occult and the works of the summoning of the demonic as, you know, they like to kill people so that they can gain power and all this kind of stuff and it's like one of the things that I tell our uh, our authority partners when we train them in the criminal footprints of the occult is that it doesn't really matter what you believe bro (laughs) it matters what they believe and their beliefs call for some pretty intense rituals And those rituals involve extreme sexual trauma and and death. So that's what you're there to stop because that's horrible and that should never be allowed to transpire. And uh, that's that's the way that works. So yeah, so that's kind of the the deal. Um, We've got some investigation teams that are meeting up and going to chase down some of these leads and see if if it all seems copacetic uh, which is a real word um, <laughs> my uh, teenager challenged me at one point he's like copacetic that's not even a real word I said oh yeah it is oh yeah it is let's look it up so copacetic definitely a real word <laughs> so sidebar um, yeah, so you, you might wonder, like, what's going through your mind when you're driving out to intercept a sacrifice ritual? <laughs> um, not, not much. I mean, my main concern right now is not falling off this uh, twisty highway that I'm driving. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, maintaining proper speed so as to not get a ticket. I mean, this is my main concern right now. Um, interlaced with prayer, uh, asking the Lord to just, you know, be, be with us and guide us and help us, first of all, understand with crystal clarity if this is even legit. And then, should it be legit, uh, helping us know the right people to bring in and to have, you know, righteous boldness, I don't know, that is clumsy, but to just not be afraid of anything and to, um, you know, be the Lord's hand and feet to stand in the gap for the women and children, um, 
you know, as, as we've talked about in the book of James, when James talks about, you know, pure religion, that which is undefiled before the Father, is visiting the widow and orphan in their time of affliction. Well, I would say a child being sexually abused in a ritual or on the altar for sacrifice would be a time of affliction. Just my opinion. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. Um, and uh, But interestingly also, we, we never tend to finish that statement. We focus on that part. But then the second part is to remain unstained uh, from the world. So... You know, we're not we're not to be partakers of any of these things. We're not to you know, we're not trying to infiltrate and you know, become part of the process partaking in doctrines of demons. You know, we're not it's not like an FBI, CIA, deep op kind of situation where we're trying to go in and become part of the occult so we can figure it out and then you know, try to, we're not, we're not doing that. Uh, what we're doing is we are identifying where the darkness is thriving and then we're bringing the light of Christ and just shining it brightly and exposing the works of darkness so that they are effectively foiled. Um, but from an investigation perspective, it is important when we're able to identify people who are involved in these things because, um, as one of our, our contacts likes to say, you know, then you go and you OSINT them to death, open source intelligence. You basically figure out who these people are and you go and find out everything about them. And then you shine so much light in their world that they are unable to function. That's the real modus operandi when it comes to undoing religious crime is that it's not able to function. Yes, we want to intercept rituals, ceremonies, abuse, all this kind of stuff. Those things are happening all the time. So you can't be everywhere all the time. But if you disrupt the participants and make, let's say, a coven network or a Freemason network or whatever, if you break apart their pieces to where they're unable to cohesively function, it's actually a win uh, because they're so hampered that they, they can't do what they need to do. And you do have to understand the mindset. Uh, again, let's focus on the occult. You have to understand the mindset of occult ritual. So when they are doing an occult ritual and they're trying to summon the demonic and gain power and possession and you know all these different things they are extremely superstitious about the ritual itself and it's not like they're really shooting from the hip they they have a set procedure that they're going through and that procedure has to be carried out flawlessly with exact accuracy in order for it to work so, if you think about kind of like dialing a phone number, all right, if my, if my phone number is 555-1111, then you're only going to dial my phone and get me to answer and come have a conversation if you dial 555-1111.
if you dial 555-1112, well, then you're not going to get me. You're either going to get nobody, a de- you know, a deadline or a busy signal, or you might anger some, you know, grumpy old man who's trying to take a nap, um, who maybe recognizes your voice and is going to come hunt, hunt you down with a shotgun. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they are very, very focused on doing things exactly. And they would, you know, in our experience, they would rather not do something and attract negative punishment. Because remember, there is, honestly, they're as scared of the repercussions of the demonic as anything. You know, they... Yes, they want to meddle with the demonic and they want to gain power from, you know, courting evil spirits and all these kinds of things. But they're also extremely petrified of the repercussions of being punished and and screwing things up so that things don't go their way and then they have a lot of retribution. Remember, they're they're cowards. Okay, so cowards prey on the vulnerable cowards only take the easy road. They're, they're cheaters and liars. They're trying to find shortcuts, which is why they're even summoning the demonic to gain favor. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to have patience. They don't want to bear, they don't want, they don't want to have any of the fruit of the spirit, right? Um, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all these things. No, and definitely not self-control. They just want to embrace sin and then they want to gain power associated with all that. They want to feed their sin. They want to feed their pride. And they will attack the vulnerable. And that's why they're willing to kill children and babies and all this kind of stuff. Because the demonic thrives on that. And babies are helpless. A baby can't defend itself. And they're willing to abuse a, <clears throat> a baby. Well, that feeds the demonic. So here we are back into, you know, sacrificing to Molech in scripture many, many eons ago. And uh, nothing's really changed. So really, if you understand that mindset where they're going to only try to do these rituals if they can pull it off perfectly, um, then when we're able to deconstruct the participants and the participation, then it's, it's a win. Our goal is not to run around intercepting active rituals. If we are doing that, then we've kind of already missed the, the plot. Our goal is to disrupt and disable even beforehand so that these ceremonies and rituals never can even happen to begin with and um, that they're of none effect. So that's, that's how that works. Remember, the, the enemy is finite. Okay, so um, the fallen angels, the demonic, all of that is finite. It's a created order. They're not God. And so by making them unable to assemble their forces and unable to perform their rights and unable to dial the phone numbers that need to be dialed in order to make use of this physical world 
where the spiritual and the physical worlds meet, by making them unable to do all of that, they're not able to function. And in the spirit realm, the light prevails. And in the physical realm, darkness is hindered and unable to do its its deed. Okay, so that's a lot of talking, but I I just wanted to clue you into a little bit of the mindset of what what it looks like to undo the criminal footprint of the occult and associated organizations who rely on ritual and ceremony and all of this. Um, it, our fight is to pursue the light right in front of our feet. So that, that's being in God's will. Is just when he shows us that next step, we just have to step into it and then he's going to use us accordingly. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like he's going to give us a blueprint of everything that's going to happen and all that. That's not the way it works. Um, you know, having faith in the Lord and being obedient to his call is just that. And, uh, you know, faith is action. (laughs) So, you know, actioning the leading of the Holy spirit, following it through to his glory, whatever may come. That's kind of, that's kind of the way we see it. Uh, you may disagree, but Um, that's kind of the way we operate. And so I hope you also understand how this kind of intervening and disrupting this footprint is a little bit different from if you're dealing with regular traditional human trafficking in an organized crime setting, because in an organized crime setting there, that's an actual organization. Um, those are actual businesses that are being run. And all of that through evidentiary processes and legal intervention can really be broken down, even using things like the court system and prisons and whatever. Whereas religious crime needs to be stopped before it happens. And the justice system, even if it were operating at, to its you know, fullest, is not really geared towards being the solution in that regard. So investigation and preemptive disruption is really the name of the game when it comes to religious crime. And what, what these guys need to understand is that we are constantly after them and we are constantly going to make their lives very, very difficult. And through their frustration, they will end up turning on each other. Uh, They always do, uh, because that's how evil works. You know, they all band together as long as they've got a common enemy, but man, and as long as they're succeeding and everything's great, but when things get tough, they turn on each other and they consume each other and, you know, so be it. We'll, we'll take that. And, uh, they can go, go meet their master in hell as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this isn't this isn't a thing where, you know, we take a position where you know everybody needs to be evangelized and you know blah blah blah. No, there there are some people who have just downright chosen to fight for Satan, and they have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and stood against the Lord God Almighty, and that is their choice in that regard. And uh, that's 
that has an end game and uh, we all know what that is uh, HE double hockey sticks but <laughs> that's that's for them to figure out not us and that's the Lord's judgment not ours uh, so we we just stand stand for those widows and orphans uh, because they they cannot defend themselves you know um, yeah so anyhow that is kind of the deal and we are going to go see what we can do um, because for whatever reason this has been tossed in our lap well the reason is most likely that the Lord wants us to go do something about this um, otherwise it's just wasting a lot of fuel and resource for no good reason which hopefully is not the case um, that doesn't tend to be the case there's usually something the Lord has in store for us uh, even though we can't always see exactly what it's going to look like until we get there so all right that is a little bit of a stream of consciousness podcast of what it's like when you are sitting in the car driving for hours heading to some location that you've never been to before and your only goal is to be light in the darkness because you've got a tip that some children might be hurt and that's the mission make sure that doesn't happen all right I'm going to sign off now and pay attention to this extremely windy road, um, which I should probably use two hands to drive. (laughs) All right, this is Landon, and I'm out. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Them podcast. As always, you can find us at savethem.org. See you next time. Thank you, and donkey.